friends, and welcome to the podcast. On this episode, we are heading to Muskegon, to the Muskegon Surgical Associates, and specifically, we're spending some time with Dr. Ryan Terlau. He is an expert in hand surgery and something called re-intervention, and we're going to talk about all of it next on the podcast. And as I said at the top, our guest today, Dr. Ryan Terlau. Dr. How are you today? Good. How are you? Excellent. Um, you are obviously an amazing human being that we're excited to talk about. Specifically, we're going to talk about hand surgery. And more specifically, we want to talk about something known as reintervention or TMR. And I, I want to kind of um, set this up a little bit for people who are listening. So if you can imagine somebody who has had a limb amputated there is and stop me when i get this wrong because you are the expert there can and could be ghost pain and prior to this re-intervention um there were uh, various ways of handling it but none of them including pharmacological made that pain go away i got it so far you got it yeah you're right on track when a tmr is needed explain what happens there because what studying i have done it's a pretty incredible piece of science yeah, this technology or this procedure has come about in the last five years, and the data is, is really showing promising results. And so we see, unfortunately, um, in the area, a lot of upper extremity um, injuries, whether that's from work, uh, from farm, whether that's an injury on the boat or whatever it may be, some of these injuries require amputation, whether that's a finger or part of a hand or uh, sometimes even more proximal than that's in the forearm. So it's very common for these number one to happen and number two afterwards to get this what they call phantom pain and so you have pain in the residual limb that's no longer there uh, you feel like your finger may still be there and this is very disturbing to people it prevents people from going back to work um, if they have a prosthetic it prevents them from wearing the prosthetic all of these things slow um, your recovery and slow you from getting back to, to normal life essentially so this procedure what it does is it deals with the cut nerve. And so the amputated nerve is always going to try and find the other side. It's trying to find that, that end that's no longer there. This TMR, it stands for targeted muscle reinnervation. We take that nerve that's been cut and we find a place for it to go. We used to just cut it and leave it alone and hope that it wouldn't cause problems. But we find now that if you plug it into another nerve, just before that nerve goes into a muscle, it decreases their, their rate of phantom limb pain or their pain on, uh, at the end of their limb that they still have by at least 50%. And it gets them using their prosthetic faster, which is what we're all about. And doctor, one of the ways I heard it described to laymen like myself is if you're dealing with electricity and you have a live wire, it's dangerous. But when you plug it into an outlet and you put the outlet in the wall, that live wire then becomes dulled and is safe to handle. Fair? Exactly. Just electrical work. Right. So let's go back a little bit because I do want to follow your journey because I'm mesmerized at not only how you got here at Muskegon Surgical Associates, but the breadth and width of your knowledge and expertise. You're a board certified plastic surgeon. You specialize in skin cancers and this reintervention. So let's go back. Yeah. You're, you're at Hope College. What is happening yeah. at Hope College that sends you on this journey? Because it's a pretty spectacular story before we get back to talking about, you know, reintervention. Sure. Yeah. So, so my mom was born in Muskegon uh, when she uh, was probably four or five, she moved to Iowa and that's where I grew up. And then uh, I had a fond memory of coming back here to see family and celebrate Christmas and going to the beach. And so 
when looking for a place to go to college, I, I went to Hope and um, I knew I always wanted to go into medicine. And so that's kind of how I started my, my journey in medicine, I suppose. And then my wife is from Muskegon. We met at Hope and after we traveled around and uh, did our training elsewhere, um, we love West Michigan and we had the opportunity to come back here. So that's why we did. Walk me through the, the journey of your knowledge base. Do you, I'm assuming you start in plastics. Is that where you start? Yeah. So, so plastic surgery, um, contrary to popular belief, we do a lot more than just cosmetic work. The breadth of, of plastic surgery involves a lot of reconstruction. Uh, and so in my training, I had a lot of, um, a lot of hand trauma and hand surgery. Um, and then in, in my fellowship and training, I did a lot of work with facial reanimation and facial skin cancers. And so, um, the breadth of plastic surgery kind of lends it to, you learn a bunch of techniques throughout the body and you can apply them in different reconstructive areas. Let's get back to reintervention because I want to know kind of what sparked your interest in that specifically because you're a rarity in Michigan. There aren't very many doctors that can even do this procedure, which is why we wanted to talk to you. And I, I want to know what got you interested in that specifically and, and what was that process like? I had a, a really great training or mentor in, in Washington, D.C., who was um, very interested in peripheral nerves. And so I had a good background. And then as I transitioned here to Muskegon and started doing a lot of hand trauma surgery, we had some, um, some pretty significant injuries, unfortunately, in patients that we needed to do better. We needed to get, um, to get them into a prosthetic more quickly and be more functional. And so one of our hand therapists here at the office had, um, had been talking to a prosthetist. And so, um, uh, the one, of the, one of these technologies that the TMR and, and another one that's like it, RPNI was actually pioneered by a plastic surgeon at university of Michigan that I spent some time with as a medical student, Dr. Soderna. And so all of these different people that i had met along uh, my training route had kind of sparked the interest. And then we had a couple of patients that really needed it. And so that's what led us to, to delve into this technology. And it's not that there aren't many people that are capable of it. The data and the research that's coming out around it is just new. And so not people, not many people are aware of how much this helps people and how much quicker they get back to work and using their prosthetic. When we're dealing with prosthesis, and you indicated this about 10 minutes ago, this idea of ghost pain um, mm -hmm. or phantom pain, yeah. I, I'm interested in, because I had no idea prior to this interview that we, we're not really sure when, yeah. how, or why that sort of happens. Um, how, do, how do we go about trying to figure something like that out? You've really hit it on the head in that it's, it's poorly understood. And so we don't know. And, and the science around it is evolving and we're learning more, but we don't know, is it a problem at the end of the nerve where the nerve has been amputated? Is, a problem, is it a problem with the feedback loop or is it a, is a problem more centrally within the brain itself? And it's likely a combination of all of those things. Um, and like you said, it can happen immediately after the amputation where you feel like the finger is still there or the hand is still there and you may have an itch, you may have a scratch, it may be pain. All of these things can be quite disturbing, or it can show up three months down the line. And so, um, although we don't know exactly how this feedback loop works, we do know that these the TMR and this other procedure, RPNI, are very helpful, especially at the outgo. If we can do this right away at the initial amputation, it really gives them a better outcome, and we get you into a prosthetic in that golden window. Our goal is 30 days after your operation. Get into that that prosthetic within 30 days. 
studies show that you're much, much more likely to fully adopt that prosthetic and use it to its maximum potential. What's next for you, doctor? You, you obviously have a, a wealth of knowledge, both in aesthetics and you know, understanding the hand and even obviously neurology. So my plan is to stay here in Muskegon and, and serve the community and, and meet new people and help take care of patients. We have a, a great group of people in, in the medical profession here, not only at MSA, but throughout the community. We have a nice brand new hospital at Mercy. Um, and so my goal is, is to continue to bring the best care that we can to West Michigan. And I think we're doing that. Um, uh, we're going to try and get an upper extremity amputee clinic uh, going uh, at Muskegon Surgical Associates so that when you come in, whether it's a finger amputation, part of your hand or even your wrist, that you can see a surgeon, you can see a hand therapist, you can see a, a psychiatrist to help you deal with this. You have a, a built-in support network of other patients that are going through similar things. And you can you can show up on one day and have all of these things taken care of. So that wow. that's the thing on the immediate agenda for me. What's the timeline on that? Yeah, we're hoping to have one started by March. Is there a, a ideal place on the body for the amputation for the TMR to work better? Do they work better at, you know, when it's at the elbow and you can put it into the bicep? Or is there a better place than others where you're seeing better success? We typically, we have the best data on, on major extremity amputations. And so in the lower leg, the most common amputation is below the knee. It works very well there, um, or even above the knee. It also works well there because there are big nerves and we have big muscles to plug them into. And so you have a good grounding site for this nerve to grow into that new muscle. Um, in the arm, the, the, it works very well with they call a transradial amputation just above the wrist. Um, it also works well in partial hand amputations. Um, so those are probably the four most common places that it works. And they're also probably the most common amputations that we see. So Dr. Turlau, talk to me about the expertise that you find at Muskegon Surgical Associates. So we're fortunate to have a multidisciplinary group. And so at MSA, we have plastic surgeons. There are four of us. Uh, my partner, Dr. Ostrick, only does hand surgery. He's a, a hand surgeon. Um, about 60% of my practice is hand surgery. Uh, we also have general surgeons that do the, the breadth of general surgery, whether that's hernias, um, taking out your appendix, colonoscopies, um, bread and butter uh, general surgery. We also have vascular surgeons as well that help with uh, circulatory issues throughout the body. And so we're able to have colleagues that we work closely with that we can refer amongst, uh, particularly with, within plastic surgery. We do have a hand center here. And so we have hand therapists that really only do hand therapy. They're not doing all of the physical therapy. They do only hands and we get to work with them every day. And so that helps me and helps them take care of patients because if there are any issues with therapy or the therapist is worried, they just walk across the hallway and grab me and I go see them while they're doing their hand therapy. And it's not an extra visit for them. Um, I have a good relationship with the hand therapist. And so they teach me how these patients recover and help me do a better job in the, the operations that we perform for people. So that's a big benefit that I think that we offer. Dr. Chulau, how difficult is physical therapy for hand therapy, right? Because when you're dealing with a leg or a knee, it feels like it's it's less intricate. The hand feels like it might be the most intricate part of the human body. I might be making that up, but it is a, it is a specialized type of therapy. You know, I think that therapy, um, in all orthopedic procedures is, is hugely important getting people moving and getting their strength back and, and all the, in their balance and everything. I think it's, it's vastly important. 
hand therapy is just a, a specialized subset of that. And there's a lot of anatomy packed into a small area. And so having a hand therapist that really knows that anatomy well, works with it every day. If you work with something every day, you're likely better at it and, and you're more comfortable with it. And so I think uh, hand therapy as, as a surgeon who does a lot of uh, hand surgery, the hand therapists are vitally important. They're as important as the operation. And so that's a huge benefit to be able to work with them. You mentioned hobbies earlier, and I think one of the most important things about being an expert in a field is those extracurricular activities that keep you sharp when you come back to work. Outside of running, what other sorts of things do you do to kind of stay frosty and stay on the top of your game when you're doing something as intricate as hand reintervention? So my wife and I like to run. Like I said, we're both very active. We like to, to ski, cross-country ski. Um, we love to be out on the lake on the boat in the summertime just to, um, to, to have balance in life, spend time with our families. We really enjoy that. So. Dr. Talal, this has been an absolute joy. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for spending some time with us and uh, continue to do the amazing work that you're doing for Muskegon Surgical Associates. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. And there he goes. A big thanks to Dr. Ryan Talal for joining us today. If you would like more information on the Muskegon Surgical Associates, all you have to do is go to msapc.com. See you next time, guys.